So, so hi everyone, I'm here with uh, Ellie Sykes today, who's in charge of credit risk and, uh, and, 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 and analytics at um, recruiting at Merge. Um, so Ellie, thanks very much for joining me. Really welcome, great to see you again. So, uh, um, so, so it's kind of interesting, I want to chat to you a little bit about you know, what you've seen in the recruiting market, um, particularly around, I suppose, your, your, your kind of field. I mean, so what, what have you seen over the last few months, particularly in terms of since, since COVID and we've had lockdown since, et cetera. So what, what, have, what, what are the themes you're, you've been picking up? Well, unsurprisingly, we were very quiet over the summer, mm. um, which is to be expected. Um, we, I did have a handful of roles and a, a little bit of recruitment still going on. I think things that were already in process. Um, but I went from having anything like 30, 40 vacancies to, to less than five. Um, so you could see there was a, a dramatic decrease during that period. But really, I'd say from late August through September, um, things have, have definitely picked up, even with this most recent lockdown, um, both across the permanent and contract market um, for various different reasons, I think. Um, some businesses were recruiting prior to COVID. I think that need is still there and they've come out the other side and ready to recruit again. Um, some businesses are still uh, looking to expand even um, or, or had plans that were put on hold that, that they still want to, to put in place. Um, so uh, things are looking good if you're in the credit risk or analytics space at the moment. Uh, we're getting busier um, day by day, week by week at the moment. So, 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 when, so when it kind of hit, so it sounded like there, there were some roles that were sort of in the pipeline, and everything just stopped. Was that mm -hmm. you kind of thought? And then, and then the roles that are coming back. So are they, they are they new roles to react to what's happened, or do you, or is it just like continuation? Like we've said, well, we've we've waited a while, and now we just need to carry on hiring the roles we did. Or do you think there's yeah. net new new roles in the market? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think it's always been a very buoyant market. There's always mm. been a real need for strong analytics people um, and that was never going to go away. Um, I think, yes, definitely some of them were roles that I had at the start of the year. The clients said, look, I'll come back when we can move on this and they have done. Mm. Um, but I do think there's new projects out there. Some, some businesses, some of my clients are doing well. Um, mm. I've got clients not just across FS who some of the loans businesses are actually doing well, but also um, retail um, businesses. I work with some of the um, catalogue businesses, um, and obviously they're seeing an increase in customers. Of the mail order. Yeah, purchasing yeah. items from home. Um, and they've got some really impressive credit risk and analytics functions. Um, so arguably they've got the budget to to expand those areas. Yeah. So, And do you think, do you think the what's happened with the pandemic, do you think that's changed the nature of what people are doing um, actually in, in, in the firms? I mean, are they looking at different things? Are they looking at, you know, I mean, is it put a greater emphasis on some of the, the, the analytics? Um, maybe a little bit, but mm. largely I think unchanged from what I've seen from my perspective. So the roles that I've got coming in now are uh, your credit risk analysts to work on particular portfolios that were there anyway. Mm. Um, I think maybe there was a, a bit of focus on um, collections um, and, and um, analytics around that area, but that's that's been the case for for many yeah. years, really. Um, so so I think largely unchanged. It's still the same roles um, that were there before. Yeah, I mean, I suppose from 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 you know, from what I've seen, I suppose it's going to have a big impact on collections. The collections team took a big hit in terms of like volumes of calls coming through, and then you look on the data side, all the dynamics around. Um, you know, the attributes, the, the way people's behaviours was being recorded. I mean, all of that's changed, right? Which mean, now means you've got to like 
that throws up everything in the air. Does that mean now we've got to reanalyze everything? Have we got to remodel everything? Have we got to like look at everything which could put demand in terms of those kind of skills? Yeah. Um, or maybe that hasn't come through yet. Um, maybe. Um, I, I do think some of the regulatory projects, the bigger projects, were put mm. on hold, definitely. And that had that there was a lot of contractors in that space, um, the IFRS 9 stuff. Um, so those kind of projects, I think, went on hold while they were doing the, um, you know, obviously there was a lot of analysis around the uh, mortgage payment holidays. So mm. that definitely had an effect. Um, mm. but, but the other bigger projects, portfolio analytics, etc that's still going to be modeled in the, in the same way it always has done so yeah. going back to, to analytics and some of the data stuff i mean if there were like different skill sets i suppose they're in demand now what what, what would you say the i mean what would you say the, the the big ones that that are really in demand sort of now really i suppose um i mean it's a very high demand area anyway because mm. there's very few businesses who are saying i want to do less with my data um mm. So there was already a real increase in uh, the need for the skill set to um, analyze data, um, but also effectively say, what does that mean for a business? I think that's where the, the true um, important skill lies. The understanding. Yeah, yeah to, to be a good analyst and to be able to manage the data effectively, but but then translate that you have the business acumen and understanding to say what business decisions do we need to make off the back of this analysis and that's mm. what everybody's looking for whether that be in collections analytics data science decision science pure credit risk or the modelers um they're all, all different forms of looking at it but then what does that mean for a, for a business mm. so it's like it's like that perfect blend of almost like the, the the technical the technical side of it and making sure you're doing the the maths I suppose and the technical but then also the, the business understanding as well to interpret it yeah exactly that yeah yeah and, and what about what about front end versus back end I know we by front end is almost like you know so you know, certainly I've spent a lot of time looking at the, the collections impact and almost like the back end right in terms of what the impact is going to be, be be from that and like segmentation the modeling that happens with that and do attributes change but then there's also that front end in terms of growth as well, and from from an acquisition point of view, mm -hmm. which is which is often you know had a had a, had a lot of recruitment that's going on because it's been you know that's that's been a, a big focus area. Have you seen any kind of shifts from that, or is it it's still the same, or is you know acquisition sort of like seems like it it almost like stopped, everyone paused, mm. but now it's it's going to go back, right? So the people have to start building revenue rather than with all this cost that's going on with the with the with the with the lockdowns. Any any kind of uh, have you have you sort of seen that? That, that kind of shift yeah I would I would agree with that I think typically um historically when recruiting it's been a broad range across the credit risk life cycle mm. um and I think yeah you're right a lot of people just you know weren't interested in acquisitions it's like focus on what we're, what we're doing now and the customers mm. we've got um but I, I think that will change I think that there were a couple of roles with an acquisitions focus but that was more fit into um the idea that, that it was a role at the start of the year that then they still had a need for going forward um so I, I think you're right I think that did halt a little bit but I expect it to go back to how it was previously yeah. and what, what kind of time frames do you think we're looking at now in terms of going back to to the to way the way things were if it hadn't been for the second lockdown, I would have said that we would just continue to get busier and busier. Right. Um, and certainly that's the phase I'm in now at the moment. Every day I've got a client saying something will be coming up or we're looking for this right. type of skill set. Um, 
a number of my clients are saying maybe Q1 next year, so can't do anything at the moment, but Q1 next year. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see um, the next couple of months in the run-up to Christmas. If, if we do just hold it at this current lockdown and then things open up, up again in December, I think that will probably happen. Mm. If it ends up being longer than that and we take further steps backwards, I'm not sure if it will push it further in for next year. Do, do, you, think, um, do you think this lockdown was expected by employers? Or, or not? Um, oh, I think it's really hard. I think yeah. it's really hard. Did you expect that? I mean, I don't know if I expected or not. It kind of part of me kind of like said, well, I, I probably thought it was going to happen, but it still came as a bit of a surprise when it actually got announced on the Saturday, right? And I know there were there were massive queues at, you know, the supermarket, and everyone's buying toilet paper and cans of beans. I mean, how many cans of beans can you actually eat? Right? But, yeah. but it's, it, came, it felt like it came as a bit of a surprise. And it's just interesting to see if that happens from a recruitment point of view as well. Yeah, from my perspective, personally, I agree. I don't know why it was a surprise because it, yeah. it was almost inevitable looking at, at the statistics, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, it was a bit of a, uh, a surprise. Um, I don't know about my clients. I think they, I think, actually, I think what happened was we got so well set up for homeworking mm. during lockdown one that I actually think from um, a corporate perspective, lockdown two is having less of a of an impact on my clients i think if you were in a retail sector you know with with physical premises um as opposed to mail order then i think that that would have been like a second hit but i think what happened with my clients is that everyone's so well set up for home working especially these kind of analysis roles which can totally be done by home, mm. home um that i think the second lockdown hasn't had that much of an impact on most of my clients because some of them haven't even been back in since yeah. the first. So, you know, they've got slicker at homeworking. They've got slicker at onboarding people. And a lot of my clients are happy to say, we'll courier out laptops. We'll get you on board. Uh, we'll do your induction remotely. You know, so I think that it's that's why I'm seeing this continued, um, you know, improvement in activity mm. because they got things straight the first time. So it's had less of an impact the second time. Yeah, it almost feels like like we were the first lockdown. We were always like hunkered down, waiting to see what's going to happen. And then it got to the summer. It's like, well, we just have to get on with it now. So whatever it is, we have to get on with it. So we have to we might as well hire. We've got to we've got to we've got to try and you know do make the best of what we've got. Really, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And how do you feel about the future of home working then? In terms of like you know, I mean, are people hiring remote or they're hiring um, you know in the office? I mean, what's I mean, I imagine there's been a change recently but what's your views kind of like going going forward I mean I think that's, been the, that's been the biggest shift in, yeah. in my recruitment that I've seen it, it, it is essentially shrunk the UK yeah. um so even I can think in the last month of candidates that I know historically were only looking for work in a particular location who've picked up the mm. phone to me and said do you know what I'll consider you know this city and this city as well because who really cares where they are if I only have to go there once a week and mm. at the moment, you know, never. Um, so I think that's had a real positive impact on a number of my clients. It's really brought them up to speed. Um, some of them were quite forward thinking on homeworking anyway, but a lot of them, if you think about traditional FS businesses, mm. um, are, were, were less forward thinking when it comes to this um, area who are now you know they've had to be open to mm. home working and now we've had a prolonged period of that working it's very hard to say everybody's got to go back to being in the office when when it's proven to, to work so mm. well in the vast majority of cases most people are saying to me 
they enjoy it or they like the flexibility. It's, you know, it hasn't hindered them the ability for them to do the job. So that's had a real positive impact. And do you think it's going to stick? Do you think do you think homework is going to stick longer term? I mean, so it's, let's say we found a vaccine and something came out today about uh, a vaccine is 90 percent effective. And so the vaccine gets gets produced. Do you think we're do you think it's going to stick or do you think we're going to revert back to to now now being back in the office? We'll never revert back to how we were before. It will mm. definitely we'll have more of a slant because, it, as I say, it's proven to work so well for so many people. And so many of my candidates have said they enjoy it. Mm. Um, you must have seen polls, out polls and surveyed people to see what their thoughts are. And so many people have a positive um, view on it. So I don't think it'll ever fully shift back. I think mm. once, you know, in that scenario you've just described, I think that, um, of course, lots of people will be expected back in and team meetings and I've heard analysts say they want to, you know, all sit around and look at a particular spreadsheet and they haven't been able to do that as well. So there's definite merit. Um, I've got a slight worry about um, the actual social side, that if if this is to carry on, so conversely, if they didn't find a cure and this carries on for months and months and it's tipping into years, I think it will start to have an impact on people's social, even mental health. um, side of things because you get so much out of that social interaction um some more than others so i think long term yes it's it's a positive that it's opened up the uk it's opened up so many opportunities for people and it's just a much more grown-up way of working um but i don't think we could continue with 100 percent home working for a prolonged period i think that wouldn't be healthy for us all you get a bit stir crazy. You get a bit of cabin fever when you're just like you're in the same place all the time, right? And you're just like it's just nice just to be able to get out and go for coffee with someone or those guys. And it just makes a huge relationship difference. So I don't know. That's my kind of feeling. Yeah, I agree uh, totally. I miss yeah, it so much. Yeah. So yeah, and um, and so so how do how do you think? So if someone's someone's taking a job at the other end of the country, let's say you know the one end of the country and they live the other end of the country, and the whole thing changes. Um, I mean, do you think people are going to be asked to then then move or to be able to commute back up? Or do you think there's going to be a bit of that'll be another wave of change that happens from an employment point of view if it does, if that does, if they aren't sitting and be in the office? Yeah, I mean, it's very client specific. Obviously, when I'm having discussions with candidates at the moment, it's mm. from home and they might be considering further afield. I think what it's meant is that I, I, we always say, and, and after COVID, how much are they expected to be in the office? Because these are permanent yeah. positions. So we need to have that conversation. I think what's changed is that the client will say, okay, we can come in once or twice a week, where previously it might have been a five-day-a-week in the office or four-day-a-week mm. in the office. So it's just meant that that candidate can now handle that. That's acceptable work-life balance to come in once or twice, whereas they couldn't have done that location if it had been four or five times. Yeah. Um, so it's just that extra bit of flexibility, I think. Yeah, yeah. And do you get any feedback from from candidates or um, you know uh, people you talk to who are you know at at employees in terms of like I suppose there's flexibilities, but then also like we're all having these video calls now as well. So we're all on video calls, and one of the things I'm finding is that like they're getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and they're getting more and more back to back. So I mean, any sort of view on stress levels or I mean how are people handling that I mean does anyone make any make any comments on that or they just they're just happy to be at home um I've spoken to a number of people who have said that it is back-to-back calls I think that has maybe chilled out a little bit from what I've I've seen it's um but I think you've got back the extra time in the day of your commute haven't you yeah and you only have to wander to your kitchen to get lunch 
So I certainly find that I can speak to people. People pick the phone up more easily. Yeah. Whether that's a candidate because they're at home and they've got no one listening or um, whether it's a client because usually someone would have collared them at the desk, but they've got yeah. a bit more, more time. Um, I do. Th there are definitely people who are doing back to back calls, but I, I think it's still the managing it OK in terms of it's no more stressful than being in the office. I think the rise of instant messenger is going to be quite interesting. It's like, um, you know, like um, be it Teams or Slack, wherever it is, and that being able to like as an alternative to standing at the desk. It's almost like, do you something? Do you actually message someone like using Skype or something like that or WhatsApp? And it's, a good, it's always been a good way of getting a hold of people. But that, does that is that a bit of a replacement for for you know the face to face and sort of thing? a little bit because it's a little bit more informal interaction than say picking up the phone. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, really. I think it's good because if you just want a really quick. Yeah. on something or like you say an informal you know discussion about something without actually bothering someone and turning the camera on and, and stuff yeah. and I do think there was a bit of a novelty factor initially around having all these calls and making sure everyone was okay at home so yeah I think instant message is that good kind of in between yeah. option so cameras on or cameras off so I think people are either they're either on or off I mean what what's your what's your what's your, what's your have you seen a split on that uh I think it divides the nation, doesn't it? Like yeah. you're one or the other. Personally, I very much prefer being a cameras off kind of person. Um, and because I'm used to speaking on the phone to candidates all the time anyway, um, that I feel that that works well enough for me. I totally see the benefit and why people uh, why people do it. But um, uh, my preference is camera off. We can be camera off or just maybe just not first. You can do that. You can do that. Right. So uh, warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Warm up. Warm up. Warm uh, <laughs> on a call the other day and uh, talking about video video calls actually in customer care, which I thought was interesting. And so some of the some of the banks have already done that. Um, but that's the you know, the, the, you know, that's the first first time, you know, is that going to be a trend? I think, I think that'd be quite interesting as well, just as we get more used to talking on video and sort of like seeing each other. And, you know, I think you realize that, you know, you know, stuff going on in the background is maybe gets maybe gets um, maybe gets blurred out, and you just you just become less sensitive. I think a little bit. I don't. I don't know if that's that'd be a new trend. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I don't do an awful lot of video calls, so that might explain my uh, reluctance to turn my video on. Um, yeah. But I think it is becoming the norm for a lot of people. You're right. Yeah. So in terms of like you know future market, what you're what what you're what you're kind of seeing. I mean, you I mean, I you know specific roles that people you think are gonna gonna grow or people should look out for or you know you know positive or negatives or I mean, what sh what should people be sort of like almost like working towards now do you think I mean what's what's your view of the future I think the outcome in my area is is as positive as it always was um mm. because um credit risk there was a need before arguably even more of a need um and it's a growing area same with analytics I'm seeing a real um, focus on data science um, mm. but again that was a case prior to COVID so I think for my area it hasn't changed it halted a couple of things um, but you know fintech is still going to be growing and a very exciting place to be and in the very nature of those businesses they're going to be looking for credit risk and analytics mm. that um, so I think the outcome is is still really really positive yeah. um, the contractor market will be an interesting one to watch because obviously we are now saying everything's back on for IR35 in April. Um, 
but I, you know, I don't believe that there won't be a need for contractors still in, in this um, area, um, unless there's some very strong consultancies out there, unless those consultancies can really pick up all that work, mm. uh, which I know a lot of the consultancies are doing really well. From from what you see, I mean, are there specific particular packages that people are, that people that people are looking for? I mean, how's that kind of changed over time? Yeah, I mean, systems are very important for these types of roles. Again, as, as important as it is, the person who's analysing the data is is the system that you use. Um, we've always seen a, a strong interest in people with skill sets in SaaS and SQL. Um, mm. And, you know, for many, many years, they've been strong packages that, that clients are looking for. Um, but I have seen more of an increase in um, clients wanting candidates to have had knowledge of packages such as R and Python, especially mm. the data science um, field. And I think they're really, um, you know, becoming more and more popular. Mm. So, so do you think those are going to replace some of the other packages or do you think it's going to augment it? It's hard to tell. I mean, cost plays a factor, doesn't it? Um, and once a client has committed to one particular package, I think sometimes it's it's more difficult to shift. But I, mm. I do see, um, you know, there will be natural shifts um, across the marketplace. And Python certainly is something that's been asked for a lot at the mm. moment. So, so Python and I help a lot with like some of the modeling aspects and some of the data crunching, as well as links into like data warehouse and those kind of things. Do you see any trends in terms of like, I suppose, visualization uh, type software as well? So things like, um, you know, BI type platforms or those kind of things, are those becoming more popular or um, any kind of trends or particular products that you think are more in demand than others? Um, that has stayed constant, really. Again, of mm. course, that's a really important part when you look at the BI world um, and uh, more and more being asked for exposure to BI, even in, mm. in roles aren't 100% focused on BI, looking for the full BI stack. Um, so yes, again, really, it always was going to be popular. And I think, as we've discussed, even more so going forward. Yeah, yeah. But, do you, and, but I suppose that the, the pure number crunching, is that is that the focus now in terms of like, I suppose, the, the R piece and the Python piece? Um, I mean, is that is that 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 the bulk of the roles or versus versus some of the more the, the, the analytical, I suppose, uh, presentational type areas? I think um, maybe for some of the very, very technical roles, yes, but I think um, the importance of someone to be able to communicate what that data is telling you mm. and manage stakeholders and present that in a way that stakeholders can understand and make decisions off the back yeah. of. I think there's a lot of um, analytics roles where uh, that's half of the job um, yeah. as well, which is I mean, it's a difficult skill set to have initially, but also the business acumen and communication and stakeholder management that's required as well. It's a very tricky role. It's almost like it doesn't doesn't matter doesn't matter how technical it becomes or how much we want to we, we enjoy like looking through the maths. We're still people businesses, and we have to communicate it to people in terms of and make make decisions around people who are our customers as well. I suppose yeah. that's that's really the theme. Yeah. How 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 does how does AI fit into into all of this? I mean that was that was a huge noise. Um, I mean like over the last few years. I mean in terms of like you know there's been a lot of noise made around that and huge amounts of development that's kind of happened as well. And it kind of links into machine learning and the maths and all the modelling. I mean that they're they're intrinsically linked. Right? I mean they're kind mm -hmm. of like one and the same. Do mm -hmm. you think do you think it's just a continuation or do you think there's there's new stuff that's being developed from from that kind of analytics point of point of view? Is, if you, do you see that or is that that not really coming through? 
Um, I think maybe the AI stuff less over the last couple of months, yeah. maybe because you, like you say, it's a forward thinking thing. And as we're just coming out of COVID, it's like, let's deal with what we're doing straight away now. Um, mm. I have um, seen uh, an increase in machine learning type roles and a request of, of that type of skill set. Um, mm. so that's definitely still moving. I think it's a continuation. I do. I think it's it's halted in my function. It's halted things. COVID has. Uh, it's not pulled it backwards. It's not stopped it from happening. It's just paused what would would already happen anyway. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels to me like there's there's you know, there's going to be so much pressure on on revenue and costs as a result of really what's happened from a pandemic point of view and everyone's going to be looking to try and like how do i how do i increase the revenue or decrease the cost which is just like just puts more emphasis on well let's get more out of the data and like how can we use the analytics to do that or to mitigate risk and, and those kind of things so it, it feels like that's going to be a cycle that's going to carry on quite a bit um and um you know carry on carry on developing really. i mean maybe maybe, maybe it's not deep enough maybe that the, the market's not deep enough that's why you need the contractors Maybe. Uh, I definitely think you're right about um, the margins and your data can reduce your costs, your data can yeah. reduce your revenue, you know, it, whatever a, a particular business is focused on, whether it is collections or whether they are still looking to, to grow. Um, you know, there's some great businesses doing some really good stuff across fintech, especially at the moment. Um, we recently attended the virtual uh, credit awards um credit strategy event mm. uh, and you only have to attend one of those to see there's some great analytics functions in very established businesses doing some amazing things but also some some new players who despite everything going on with covid have, have really expanded their analytics functions i think it's been quite interesting the last I mean, the last few years just in terms of i mean the, the cost of some of these things the amount of data that's available has 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 gone down and gone up respectively. I mean, it's it's just it's just huge amounts of data, and and the cost of being able to analyze some of the things and the processing power is is so much cheaper. And there's some real innovation that's going on elsewhere. I think it's quite exciting actually. Around, and some of the maths that's that's being used to try and drive some of those things is is it really is fascinating, right? So mind blowing. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's like and the speed at which things can be done is 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 interesting. And it's just like and you sort of realise it when you attend some of the events, just in terms of just the scope of what's potentially out there. And that's that's often just the UK, right? I mean, there's there's there's, there's huge amounts of stuff going on elsewhere, and you think we're all we're all focused on it now, and now there's a need for it as well. Yeah. Um, so I did think it's incredibly dynamic. So, yeah. well, I mean, Addy, thanks very much for spending the time. I, I, I really, really appreciate it. It's great to get your insight on the uh, insight on the market. Um, you know, what's what's going on and where where the future might might hold for us. I mean, I know it's been a been a challenging time for all of us, but it sounds like certainly in you know credit risk, data analytics, it sounds like that's that's really a growing area, really. So, yeah, it really is, and the outlook I think is is very positive um, for candidates in that area. Um, Thank you for uh, your time. I oh, know you're quite welcome. So uh, thanks very much and uh, we'll speak to you soon.